The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. Our Bible is open again to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. We continue our study concerning the early way, those days when the sign gifts were in operation, but we move now to look at not the ability of the body, but the need for unity in the body of Christ. We'll begin reading in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, after a word of prayer together. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we are looking for the kingdom of Christ upon this earth. Even so come, Lord Jesus, is our cry. Help us to expound your truth, to edify the saint, to notify the sinner, and to glorify the Lord in all things today. I pray now in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Look to 1 Corinthians 12 now, verse number 12. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Truth is given concerning the unity of the body for the remainder of the chapter. We study the ability of the body of Christ there together last week. As we ran through verses 1 through 11, Paul removed the ignorance, Paul related instruction concerning the spiritual gifts, and we learned they were according to God's wisdom and God's will. The Spirit of God working and dividing to every man severally as he will. Now we are seeing that unity is emphasized. First, according to the heavenly body, verses 12 and 13. Second, 
according to the human body, verses 14 through 27, and then unity is exemplified according to the headship over the body, verses 28 through 31, the heavenly body, the human body, and then the headship over the body. So, first of all, the simile. Verse 12, he says, As the body is one and hath many members, so also is Christ. The natural truth in this simile is the singularity of the body, as the body is one. Furthermore, the diversity of the body and hath many members. Also, the unity of the body and all the members of that one body being many, are one body. But then the spiritual truth in the simile, so also is Christ, the simile and the body. But then the spirit and the body, verse 13, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. Two things to consider now, the baptism of the Spirit and the blessing of the Spirit. Now, the baptism of the Spirit, it commenced with Jesus and the disciples in John 20, verses 19 through 23, climax on the day of Pentecost in the upper room in Acts 1 and 2, and continued throughout the period of church history recorded in the Acts. It now happens once and for all and instantaneously at conversion for all who come to Christ. We are all baptized by one spirit into one body, even into the body of Christ, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free. This is the spiritual work of the Holy Ghost, and it is here in view. Now, the blessing of the Spirit. He says next, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Here, I believe we see the spiritual waters of the Holy Ghost. Think with me to the book of John, chapter 7 and verse 37. What did our Lord say on that great day of the feast? In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, Let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Come to Christ and drink, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water water. This is the moment of salvation, the blessing of the Spirit, for we are instantaneously sealed with the Spirit, given the earnest of the Spirit, and we receive all of the Holy Spirit that we will ever receive. We have been all made to drink into one spirit, that spiritual work 
these spiritual waters of the Holy Ghost. Unity emphasized according to the heavenly body. This truth gives way as Paul begins to illustrate and explain unity according to the human body. Two things now, the majesty of the body. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then the mention of the body in verse 27. But now the majesty of the body. 14 through 26 takes up this thought. The members are treated together as one body. Verses 14 through 23. We see the pleasure of God in the body. 14 through 18. Notice, for the body is not one member, but many. Verse 15. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. The pleasure of God in the body. Therefore the body is fitly joined together. Verses 14 through 17. You see the members and how they belong. The eyes, the ears, the members and how they behave. The eyes see, the ears hear. And if the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? No, it's not that way. Each individual member is a part of the body and fitly joined together according to the pleasure of God. But then the body is fondly joined together. It is all according to God's placement. He has set the members, every one of them, in the body, and then God's pleasure as it hath pleased him. Not only the pleasure of God in the body, but the plan of God for the body. Verses 19 through 23, we see a natural unity in this plan, a necessary unity in this plan. Verse 19, and if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. One member isolated off by itself is not a body. Many members joined together form a body. This is natural unity. But then a necessary unity, verse 21, And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. What is this necessary unity? Simply put, we need one another. All members are important, and all members are included. Each one has been placed in the body according to God's pleasure and for God's plan. Therefore, each one 
should be prized by the body. They've been placed. Let them be prized. Let them be counted with honor, esteemed. And so the members are treated together as one body. But look now to verse 24. And the members are tempered together as one body. For our comely parts have no need. But God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. There is an organism, and it must stand together or it falls. There's the value of unity in verse 24 and the virtue of unity in verse 25. But then this organism not only stands together or it falls, but it succeeds together or it fails. Look to verse 26. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. An organism that succeeds together. We sympathize in grief, one with another, in the body of Christ, and this results in grace. We sympathize in gladness, one with another, and this results in glory. Now the mention of the body as we close, verse 27, Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.